you're here to make a difference, it's our job to help you do that. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast that helps you to build a thriving coaching company by becoming a thriving, impactful CEO. We do that through the Impact Formula methodology. And what this means is that you're going to be selling out your offers, scaling beyond one-on-one into group programs, and leveraging a team so that you can exponentially increase your income and slash your work week. It's time to experience the true income, impact, and freedom you deserve. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. Today I have Jess O'Connell and we are going to be talking about connection through automation. Do we have to give up uh, that personalized piece as we automate to scale our business? So excited to chat with you about this, Jess. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat too. I think that this is so important because we keep hearing that you need to build relationships in the DMs and spend all this time having conversations with people in order for them to know, like, and trust you. And I just don't think that that's always the case. So I've put together a system of building connection through automation and it's worked wonders for my business, but I think that it'll really enable your listeners to take that step back and not have to be so hands-on in that piece of their business. Beautiful. So can you share with us, well, I, like, I want to get into that, but I want to I want to hear like what caused you to want to create this system, right? Like there had to be some sort of struggle or obstacle that I think would probably resonate with some of the people here listening. Absolutely. So before I started my current business, I was an online health and fitness coach and I was building my business in the DMs, like sending messages all the time, trying to drum up relationships, trying to convert those people into clients. And it was killing my personal relationships. Um, I, there was a moment that I can remember so clearly it was the end of a month and I was just trying to hit my goal. And so I was sending all of the messages and really like being active on my phone. And my daughter said, mommy, put your phone down and look at me. And I was just like, oh God, mm-hmm. <laughs> like my heart yeah, like sank. Yeah, heart sinking moment. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh God, yes. Okay, fine. Like, I guess building my business is not worth destroying my relationships at home. And I knew that being in the DMs all the time was doing exactly that. So I had to find a better way. And I started to look at people who were successful. Like I like to point out like Amy Porterfield and Jenna Kutcher and other people who are building online businesses who are not in the DMs yet have relationships with their clients and people trust them and people see them as an authority. And I was like, well, if it's true for them that they can build trust and authority and rapport without spending time in the DMs, then there has to be a way to do that without Mm -hmm. like having a name like that. And so that's when I really started to think and like understand what, what happens in the DMs that builds that connection and how you can simulate that and still create great relationships. Um, but without having to be like on all the time. Mm -hmm. Totally. So what are some of the things that you see are the parallels, right? Like what are the things we're going to pull and like put in and how, what does the system look like? Right. So is it through a messenger bot or is it through a team? Like, so 
how I've handled it. I've had the same problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will be honest with you. Horrible. I mean, same problem, same breakdown moment, Mm -hmm. even with my daughter being like, I miss you. And I'm like, here, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It was a very same kind of situation. And for me, how I handled it is scaling through a team. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you try to contact me the last few days. I don't answer anything (laughs) because I'm not there. It's, it's mostly my team. And if they aren't sure how to handle something, they'll just wait. And then they'll contact me through our backend system and then I'll get in there. But anyways, that's how I handle it. So I guess the first question is how, what is the system set up for you and how are you doing that? Absolutely. So another thing that really triggered me to put this pen to paper is a friend of mine was like, I am so burnt out in the DMs on Instagram. I am hiring somebody to handle my DMs. And I was like, that seems like not no offense. Obviously it's working great. And I am totally here for that because like boundaries, but I'm like, man, like there has to be a better way than like outsourcing your DMs to somebody else. And so I, I mean, I have boundaries in my DMs too, so I totally respect that. Um, but I realized that oftentimes when you're building that relationship in the DMs, you can end up in the friend zone. Yes, so 100%. This is, yeah, this is a big struggle for people who are doing this because when you kind of, so the way that I think about it is when you get into someone's DMs, you're lowering yourself to that level and not seeing that we are higher than people. But when people see you as an authority, they don't see you at the same level. And so I don't think that the DMs are the best place to build sales relationships or build authority relationships because they instantly bring you down to their level and it puts you in that friend zone. And it's even harder to get back out of that into the authority zone. And so the way that I do this is actually through email, because when somebody sends you an email or when you subscribe to somebody's emails, it's because you see them as somebody you want to learn from, right? Email has Mm -hmm. such a different energy than DMs do. Mm -hmm. Your DMs, people who are not building a business, see DMs as like friends and family, right? They don't see it as a place where they are going to learn or going to learn from somebody else, right? But in the email, it's an energy that somebody is subscribing to your knowledge and to your authority. And so the energy there is just totally different. So what I like to do is, well, I have a whole system that actually makes this whole thing work. But by creating really targeted, really specific and juicy email messages that create demand and make people want to keep opening them and encourage conversation and encourage like authority and relationship building, then you can have all of this running based on a time sequence when people get into your zone. So they're seeing the right message at the right time and they're not hopping into your social media when you're in the middle of a launch and then they're like, oh God, is she only selling things all the time? And Like Mm -hmm. it's much more controlled when you can get people in their email and then you instantly are risen to that level of authority and not somebody in their DMs. Yeah. And that's why we do it with a team because I was having the same thing. So I was advised like, you got to sell through DM, you got to sell through DM. Mm -hmm. And I was doing it through my account. I even hired people and this just didn't feel right. The person was like, just hire people and have them pretend to be you. And I was like, Mm -hmm. no. 
So for us, like anytime you get a DM from my team, it'll always say it's my team. It'll like, we always have, and we have different departments. So it'll be like, you know, Jody from, you know, like PR, like she will tell you what section of the business she's in and everything. Cause we are yeah. all about a hundred percent transparency, but at the same time, if they either think it's me or it really is me, it's exactly what you said. Like we end up in friend zone and like, it is an uphill battle to recalibrate the authority in that relationship. Absolutely. You really lose control of that conversation in that instance. And I realized like looking at all of this. So when I started my business, I was like, I don't want to do anything in the DMS. Like that was a big boundary for me. I know that I can build a business without sending DMS. In fact, one of my programs teaches people how to build businesses without sending DMS. Like that is the tagline <laughs> um, for online health and fitness coaches. Cause I knew that you could do this. And so I, like, I didn't realize that that was something that like not not that online fitness coaches aren't actual business owners but like that like is a generally used thing that like everybody is sending dms and i'm like why are we still doing this Mm -hmm. when like there's so many pitfalls to it and so and it's kind of one of those things like playing a slot machine right people are like well i send all these dms but like sometimes it works like one out of a hundred times it works so i'm going to keep putting money into this slot machine because mm-hmm. it pays out one in a hundred times when like wouldn't it make more sense to invest in a system that like pays out far more frequently that has maybe a little bit more back-end work but like at the end of the day puts you in a better position gets you into that place where people see you as an authority and then converts into clients much more efficiently. So yeah, that was kind of my thought process there. It's so interesting you say that because my friends and I were at a retreat. We like just met up around here, mm-hmm. around my house back before quarantine. <laughs> when you could still physically when, yeah, see Yeah, when we could like physically <laughs> see each other. We rented an Airbnb and it was, a, all of us were already had like multiple six figure businesses and we were mm-hmm. like, talking about what was working, right? And one person's like, this work, this is working for me. This is working for me, whatever. And we look at our numbers and all of our business models were so different. Like mm-hmm. I was doing the DMs and having my team do a certain number of DMs and like all of that strategy. And uh, another one was doing it through email and through her funnels, through cold traffic um, mm-hmm. with Facebook ads. And we come down and look at the numbers and the numbers were the numbers. The numbers were the same, no matter how you're slicing and dicing it, like the numbers are the same. So it is all about exactly what you're saying, which is how do you want to build it? If you don't yes. want to do DM, don't do DM, right? Mm-hmm. You still need a system though. You totally. still need a system. And even if you're in DM, don't just think like it's about sending DMs and it's fine. Like, no, you need a system. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Otherwise you're going to end up in like, you lose control, like running circles around yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, the numbers are the numbers and how do you want to slice and dice it? And for us now, like we just do all of them. We're just doing it all, all, <laughs> and that's working for us now. But I think mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I didn't have the bandwidth to do that. Right. Like I didn't yeah. have um, a big enough team to be able to do that. So So the strategy is emails, 
doing, you said some work up front and then letting the system work for you. So can you talk about that for a second? Absolutely. So I created this framework called the loyalist effect that you like a system of building your emails and building relationships in emails that turns cold traffic into loyal followers. And so it starts at the very top of the funnel or whatever, if you want to call it a funnel, um, with cold traffic, but being very freaking specific about who you are targeting. So I believe that, excuse me, I have like good morning breath. Or like good morning throat. Um, I believe that the more specific that you are in your targeting and who you're talking to and who you help when it comes to building relationships in email, the better it's going to work, right? Because then you can speak more specifically to a specific problem that somebody's experiencing and you can make presuppositions that actually land. Mm-hmm. So the first piece is being crystal clear on the problem that your ideal client is experiencing and the symptoms and like experiences that they're having around that problem. So when you're crystal clear about that, then you can create, and this is nothing new or revolutionary, but create like a freebie or a free opportunity for them to get into your email list. And so really capturing those very specific targeted people that you know have the problem that you solve at the very top so that when they get into your welcome sequence where you're going to build connection, you can speak very specifically to the things that they're experiencing because you know that they have the problem that you solve. And so I created different sequence and like freebie funnel thing for every offer that I have because they all solve slightly different problems. And so if you just have one offer, then that's super easy because then you can really target like the experience and the problem that people have less so than like the demographic or the like communities they're a part of, right? Or in the identities they have, but the problem that they have you can speak really specifically to their experiences around that. So creating a really targeted freebie, when they opt into that, it means that they have your problem. So they're like, woo, yes, I know that you have this problem, which not woo, that you have a problem, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then we connect on that level, right? Exactly. Like I know I can help you because you had this problem. So I know you have this problem. And then as you go through the sequence after that, it's a series of building connection Um, like emails that build connection, which I'll talk about those in a second, emails that shift perspective, and then emails that um, tell them about your framework. Mm -hmm. And so I, so I use these in a few different ways and I can pull up or send you the sequence that I send these in. Um, But when I build, when I send connection emails, what the purpose of that is to um, connect with them on an identity level. So if they're a mom, like, like, for example, if I'm targeting or if I'm speaking to a mom entrepreneur, that story about like, mommy, put down your phone lands because they totally identify with that. And so when I can tell that story and build connection, like those connection emails are meant to say like, man, she gets me. Right. And so I want to build like in those emails, I'm building like the man she gets me through connecting on mutual identities and like empowering them with their positive, like with their positive self-belief. So Mm -hmm. things that they believe about themselves or their future, I highlight those things. And like mom entrepreneurs are the most successful entrepreneurs and here's why. 
end, like really telling stories about how what they are experiencing is a positive thing, not necessarily around their problem, but like who they are Mm -hmm. and like building that positive connection and that positive association in those emails. So then that then leads into a belief shifting email. And this is such an important piece of this because shifting somebody's belief um, is like builds influence, but it also builds authority and rapport. And so when you can positively influence somebody's beliefs, you like, it's like giving a, (laughs) I'm terrible at analogies this morning. It's like, um, it's really powerful, right? Like they, they trust you in a completely different way. If you can help somebody see something differently, it builds trust in a way that you can't really build otherwise. Because when you, when they're like, oh my God, like you just blew my mind. Then they're like, what else can you teach me? Right? Like instantly it builds that authority that like, if she can help me with this, then she can help me with anything. And so we see that in the, in like the general online space, like people who are genuinely influencing people for good often magnetize clients to them because people want more of that, right? Especially in the personal growth space. If you can give people a taste of shifting a belief that's holding them back and showing them another way to believe in an email, then they're like, oh my God, give me more. And so I obviously use connection and influence in my general marketing and in my content as well. But in an email, like you can be really specific because you, again, since you have a very clear ideal client avatar, you can pinpoint a belief that she probably has and help her shift it in a way that makes her feel like more empowered and more positive and also feel like, oh my God, like I, like I want to read more of what this girl has to say. Mm -hmm. And so that's the belief building or the belief busting. And so through these three and then the like the what to do emails i don't like doing how to emails because i think that like you can tell somebody how to do something but at the end of the day it doesn't really help them do that thing Mm -hmm. especially if you're in a coaching like profession because we all know that like the transformation happens in the long-term coaching relationship not in like the one-off and so by presenting your framework presenting different pillars of your framework and how um like how you teach people how to do things and then relating it back to your greater system um you can give them a little bit of a taste of how you work and what they can do to improve a situation with the problem that they have without them feeling like okay cool i can do this by myself like that's a problem that a lot of people have even in the DMs, because you want to give them a little bit, right? So that they trust you. And then they're like, okay, cool. Bye. And they think that they can do it themselves. And we all know that that is like the absolute worst thing that you can do for somebody is to give them false confidence that you've just solved their problem in like a three minute DM. And so by relating it to your greater framework and how you in like how you work with people and how you solve this problem, they can see the gaps and like, okay, cool. Like she taught me this one little piece, but like, look at all these other things that I, um, that I still need help with, but she's built that, you built that demand and that authority through shifting her beliefs and using like positive persuasion and then building that identity level connection. So she knows that you get her, she sees you as an authority and she sees the clear path that you're going to lead her down 
that really clearly leads people into a conversion. And so the three steps that I have in the loyalist effector, captivate your perfect potential clients, connect with them on an identity level, and then convert them into paying clients. And that last piece, I just, I use segmentation and like only launching to people who are ready to receive that information and not my entire list. Um, I think that's a mistake a lot of people make is sending their marketing material to their whole list over and over and over and over again. Um, so being really targeted about how I'm talking to people and how I'm converting them um, increases like rates of conversion and all of that. But that middle piece is really the key. Yeah. So the middle piece is the connection. So it's like really knowing your ideal client, not mm -hmm. being wishy-washy, knowing their beliefs better than they do, right? Because mm -hmm. they're limiting in their exactly. own beliefs. So they're not even going to know those. Exactly. Um, and addressing them head on. And I want to go back because you said um, that doing this is going to allow people to have like for you to do presuppositions that actually land. So in case anybody doesn't know what a presupposition is, this is basically where you assume the sale, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're going to assume something about somebody, but assuming the sale, right? So mm -hmm. when you're writing copy, this is very powerful. And I mean, you're doing this when you're like showing them what's possible, right? So like the more detail you know that person the more detail you can speak to all of this, right? But then yeah. if your assumptions and your dreamscaping and all of that, whatever you might be trying to do in the email to move them forward, mm -hmm. if it's not specific enough, it's just not going to land, Absolutely. right? And like, that's where that top end is so important because when you're very clear about who you're attracting in, then the right people will receive that message. And so if you've ever read copy or read a post somebody said, and you're like, oh my God, they are in my head. Like mm -hmm. you are way more likely to pie from them when they make you feel like that than if it's somebody who is just telling you like what comes in their box, right? And so when you can really get clear on what they need to hear, what they're already saying to themselves and how you can shift that into more into a more empowering belief or into a more empowering perspective even but maybe they won't adopt the belief in just one email but if they can start to see things another way then you've got them future pacing right and then you've mm -hmm. got them looking at what's possible instead of from their circumstance and that is a really powerful shift that you can help people make without ever being in their dms right and they're just going through this sequence and by creating demand for your next email and like leaving open loops, that's another big piece that I teach people is how to leave open loops at the end of emails so that people want the next email. They're like, oh my God, yes, it's here. I'm so excited. Like just emailed me again and creating that demand for your next email so that they keep opening them and keep moving down the road to wherever you want them to be by creating really like engaging content and things that they really speak to and then creating those open loops, you can get people to move through that and know that you are speaking right to them, which builds that connection and rapport and authority that's needed to convert people into clients. Yeah. I, I hear so much people are like, oh my God, like you are so in my head. How do you know exactly <laughs> what I'm feeling? And that's on purpose. And it's because like I was there. One of my yeah. biggest, one of my biggest pieces of advice for people who are trying to figure out who their ideal client is, 
is to look back in what are the things that you've overcome and what are the problems that you've solved. Because when you have a personal connection to that, you can speak personally to it. You do know how they're feeling because you have felt that way. And so just like the story with my daughter telling me to get off my phone, like that's something that connects so deeply with women who want to stop building relationships in the DMs because that's something that they've probably experienced too. And so, and whether it was their kid or their husband or whatever, like they've probably experienced an instance where somebody was like, pay attention to me and get off your phone. And so when you can relate to things that you've already experienced, then you can really speak into what's in their head because you are, you were in their head. Yeah. One of the mistakes you said was um, not segmenting. So I want to go into it, but I want you to do like the simplest version on earth because I don't want people to be like, I think one of the, the cardinal sins of, of online marketing is like overthinking, right? So it's like, oh my God, God, should I do this segment or that segment? And then you end Mm -hmm. up doing no segment, right? Or you do like way too much segmenting and then you didn't do any sales. So so I want you to teach this, but like the, the simplest version of it humanly possible. Yes. Okay. So this is actually super simple and it's about consent. And I think that consent is really important in coaching in general. Like I'm always asking my clients for consent in that relationship and email is the same way. So when I'm launching something, I offer, like I send to my entire list, like five roughly emails over the course of like a week and a half or so about the upcoming free opportunity. I always launch with either a webinar or a free challenge or like a free series. And so I am inviting them to that free opportunity for like 10 days before that happens through email. And then, so I send that to everybody about the free opportunity. And then after that, I only send launch emails to the people who said yes and -hmm. said that they wanted to hear that thing. And so by giving people that opportunity to give consent, they're opting into the launch. They're, They're raising their hand and saying, yes, I have this problem. Please help me with it. And then you're going to build deeper connections with those people than you would if you were launching to your whole list and people are like, oh my God, I'm getting off of this list. Like, this doesn't relate to me, right? I mean, how many times do we subscribe to somebody and then all of a sudden they're launching a program that doesn't relate to you and you're like, I guess I don't need to be on this list. Like, this isn't relevant to me. And so you don't want to turn people off who might be ideal clients for a future offer. Maybe they're not ready yet by like coming at them with launch emails when you, if you can just like, just that easy segmentation, did they say yes? Cool. Then you have a group of people who have opted into your launch and you can send your emails to them. Um, if you want to get fancy pants, (laughs) one of my favorite ways to further segment is with my copy. So like based on how you opted in, I tag you with like your identity or my assumption of your identity. And then in my launch emails, I can speak even more specifically to your specific pain point that relates to um, this offer. So for example, I recently launched um, the program that I built around this premise called Loyal List Generator. And I was targeting online coaches and entrepreneurs who were sick of building relationships in the DMs and online health and fitness coaches who were also in the same place, but they have very different pain points around it, right? And so I was able to segment based on that identity, like, and speak more specifically to those specific problems 
in my launch emails and in my follow-up sequence by having two slightly different sets of copy for each. That's like high level segmentation. But when you can speak even more specifically, people are like, oh my God, yes, you're speaking right to me. And that moment where people are like, you're in my head is when they're re- like, that's when you have them. That's when they're like, okay, I need this. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. And I think like, it's exactly what you're saying too. Like whatever freebie they opted into, like I, I think about my list, right. And like we service people sometimes who are just getting started with, um, Mm -hmm. not so much their business. Usually it's like their second business or whatever, but they're like really getting going with their coaching Mm -hmm. and, um, running like a group program. Right. So then we have two segments already. And then we also service people who want to grow a team. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they'll start working with us at when they're already making $250,000 a year. So like you can't talk to that person the same Mm -hmm. as you're going to talk to the new person because it causes complete overwhelm. Right. And yeah. So and you would lose that whatever they, exactly. You would lose the new person. And if you talk to the new person, you lose the other person. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, based on what they opted in for is how we segment things. I think where it gets complicated for me anyways, is like if they are progressing faster or slower, like we don't have a way of kind of tagging them internally as like, right. Like, okay, now they've done this, this, and this, or they're still stuck on this. Right. And I think that would be some fine tuning that we, we would have to do, but I think it would just be a matter of some subject lines really. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or even like creating an intermittent freebie that like is targeted to your existing list. That's mm. I love running ads to my existing list because then I can like if people aren't opening your emails, they're seeing your ads. So I like right. to kind of remind them that hey, you're on my list. <laughs> and <laughs> so you can send like an intermittent um freebie to the to an audience built from your list and see who opts into that and tag them that way oh i love that idea it's kind of see yeah see where they are on the process Mm -hmm. yeah awesome um and then what if someone is struggling to like clearly identify that identity or like the i guess you would say sequence i'm thinking about one particular client and Mm -hmm. she's working on this she's working on how do i segment my list so her list is all teachers and they're all preschool teachers at that. So it's not like she could segment by grade or anything like that. And so she's really struggling to like segment at that identity level, like you're talking about. And I don't know if you have an answer yeah. to this or not, but if someone is struggling to find identity, because they're niche enough, right? Like if they're pretty niche, yeah. how does someone go about splicing that up? So I would do that by problem. So like Mm. if you're talking to a pre-K teacher who is struggling to like with classroom management, then that would be a different Mm. list than somebody who is struggling with like reading instruction. Mm. And so at that point, like I would go to the problem level and like, what is the problem that I'm solving for them Mm -hmm. and segmenting them based on like the problem that they, the problem bucket that they're in. Okay. That makes sense. So you don't have to only do it by identity. You can also do it by problem. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Especially if like that problem leads to a specific offer, then Mm -hmm. you can 
like speak more specifically to the people because again like if she is a hell yes at reading instruction but sucks at classroom management she's not going to relate to ones about reading instruction right so she would be more identified over here she would Mm -hmm. want like that would hit her pain points more right so it all comes down to like really speaking to that person's problem Yes. So the way that I like to look at this is that, and maybe it's because I wear glasses. And so I'm very aware of like the, the existence of wearing glasses. If you don't wear glasses, you don't understand this, but when you're not wearing your glasses, you cannot see things. And so putting on your glasses (laughs) literally changes your world. You can't Mm -hmm. see anything. Like I can't watch TV. I can't do shit without my glasses on. And so when people are in a problem, it's like they're wearing goggles and they can only see the world through that problem. And mm-hmm. so when, and like, I like to use goggles because like they're foggy on the sides. So right. they have like tunnel vision, but beliefs are just like glasses, right? Like you cannot, like you see the world through your beliefs. And so when you can trying to remember where I was going with this, with your problem, right? Like you, when you can speak to someone's problem, they don't see anything outside of the, the goggles of their problem. And mm-hmm. so when you can speak specifically to that, they're like, oh my God, that relates to my problem. Like, let me read that. And I mean, the, the technical name for that is your reticular activating system. Right. Like our brains literally have an algorithm <laughs> that show us the things that pertain to what we focus on, which is likely our problems. But it's a nice visual to think of it as like goggles and like your people are just seeing things through the lens of their problem. So when you speak to that problem, that's how you can get to them because they're wearing these goggles and they don't see anything but their problem. Yeah, 100%. Love so. it. Awesome. So anything else that you want to leave our listeners with as we wrap up? I think that if you are feeling burnt out in your DMs or like you need to build another way, that this is a really great system for you. And just really figuring out how to speak to your ideal clients' problems and really start to build that trust, rapport, and authority in a more automated way. But it doesn't have to replace it if you love your DMs, right? I think that you can do both. And so Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a way to supplement your relationship building or form even deeper connections with your email subscribers while still um, working in your DMs, like that's totally cool too. And so I think that like, there are some people who just love it. And I think that that's great. And those people are not me, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you don't have to do either or like you can still love your DMS and still build relationships in a more automated way, but it is possible, right? You can build the core pillars of a trusting authoritative relationship, which are trust, authority, and rapport. Um, not no like and trust, oddly. If you talk to marketers, they'd say no like and trust, but I think it's trust, authority, and rapport um, are the three things that come down to when somebody's going to make a sale with you. And so you can build those things without spending time in the DMs. Yeah, love it. I think one question I think that comes up for me is like one final question. It's like, how can someone do this if their program is higher priced, right? So like for us, for example, the DMs work so well because we're selling like 
an eight to $25,000 program, right? So, right. <laughs> sorry, are you like not, not letting the kids in? There's a child <laughs> knocking on my door. <laughs> I heard mine too. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. So like for a higher priced program, is it just like a longer sequence? Is it moving them to the phone call? Like what, how can we, cause I mean, I teach doing high-end programs. So I just want to make sure we cover mm-hmm. that before we come hop off. Yeah. So if you teach people to sell with a sales call, I would definitely say you're moving people to that sales call. And so the conversion is just different, right? Like instead of at the conversion place where you're getting people into like your program, you're converting them onto, to booking a call. And so that can either be through just an email sequence, or I've seen people do like a 10 to 15 minute high level training that leads people to a call. Um, but if you can, like, if that's your ultimate goal to get people on the phone and pitch your offer, um, yeah, you absolutely can lead people to a call. And I think with a high end offer, I don't know what you teach people currently, but having like a 10 to 15 minute training that talks about your framework, um, Mm -hmm. is so powerful, right? Like if you can give them 10 to 15 minutes of a free training that leads them to a call. I've had, I mean, I book one-on-one clients this way and it's been incredibly effective for me to give that, that call or like that training and then book a call. Yeah. Cause then they know what they're getting into. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, we use all kinds of funnels for that, but yeah, something where yeah. it is the next step. So like, yeah, there, it's not like you're just going to be like, email, here's my $25,000 thing, buy exactly. it. Like that's not how it's going to work guys. Okay. Totally. <laughs> so, just so we're clear on all of that. We're all on the same page. Um, awesome. So where can people continue to connect with you and, um, you know, learn more about this strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me. I also have a podcast. It's called Decide to Rise and it's for online entrepreneurs who want to let go of their limiting beliefs and show up and take action in their business. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group also called Decide to Rise. And I also have a free training all about what we talked about today, um, which you can find at jessoconnell.com slash email dash webinar. And it'll tell you all about um, the, con- the uh, con- Captivate, Connect, and Convert system and how to build relationships like that. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And um, for those of you who haven't already caught her other teaching call, we did a teaching call about frameworks. So go listen to that. And that's inside of our Facebook community. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. As always, um, we learned so much and I'm going to be implementing this and you know, I will be sending you some results again. (laughs) Yes. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yay. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Get daily mindset strategy and support to grow your business for free. Join our community, the Coaching for Impact community on Facebook. Just go to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com slash community to join.